Hello, fellow humans. Welcome to the show. My guest today is Anedora. She is the host of the Lemonade Society podcast. Some studies suggest that being without a close friend is as bad for your health as smoking 15 cigarettes a day. Expect to learn who a friend is, how boundaries work in relationships, and why starting a journal might be the best decision you will make this year. Don't forget that you could be listening but have not yet subscribed. So please hit the subscribe button. It helps out the show and it makes me very happy indeed. You can also subscribe on YouTube. Just search through the eyes of one and hit the subscribe button. Thank you very much. And now, ladies and gentlemen, Anidora. Anidara, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. Um, I remember, I remember when you wanted to start your um, your podcast when, when we were in uni. You understand when, when you started the um, Lemonade Society. It was it's, it's actually nice to see how you know how it has improved and everything. And and I've I've also yeah. listened to some of your episodes. And um, what would you say is your core message, like? What, what what would you say is the core message of the um, Lemonade Society? The Lemonade Society is really more um, encouragement and then giving people a different perspective than the one that they might have due to either popular opinions or the ones they see on social media. Yeah, yeah, I understand, I understand. And so, um, uh, some of the some of the issues you talk about, some of the things you talk about, at least from most of the episodes I I listen to, they 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 revolve around friendship relationships you understand and self-improvement and you know and noticing toxic traits abby yes that's, that's interesting okay uh how would you how would you define a friend how would i define a friend yes how how would you how would you uh, define I think this first one for me a friend is someone who shows up in the best way that they can for me someone who is kind towards me and someone who has my best interest at heart. And I have to have all of those same things back towards that person. So it's not lopsided. Mm. That for me is a friend. So it has to be a two-way street. So if someone yeah. if, if someone has all those things, if someone shows you um, kindness and all these things and is not um, reciprocated, that means... That means I wouldn't, you won't call that person a friend. Either that there has maybe there's something missing. Maybe in my own mind, we've not yet gotten to that point of oh, we're friends. Because you can't have all of these things towards someone that you don't necessarily know. You might be supportive of a person that maybe online you see how they are growing. Say, for example, if you don't know me mm-hmm. or you start listening to my podcast, you would want me to do well. You'd want to see how far I go with it. Mm-hmm. That doesn't necessarily mean that we're friends automatically. So that's why I'm saying like it has to be a two-way thing. And so the other person doesn't even feel like they're just giving and not receiving. Ah, understand, understand. One of my one of my favorite um definitions 
we if I can call it that favorite definitions of what a friend is was, was from um, jo- was from Jordan Peterson. I think his argument, he, what, what he said was, um, a friend is someone that you can, a friend is someone that when, that, that when things go bad, the person is sad with you. And when um, things are going well, the person is happy with you too. You understand? And so that's always, that's always stuck with me. And I always, yeah. I think, I always look forward. I think that's pretty much who a friend should be. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think mm. we're, we're in agreement there. Okay. Um, so, what what are the core um, qualities? Would you you say you look in a friend? I understand that you. Um, I understand the aspect of you know from what you have said that the person should that um, it should go both ways. You understand? But what? Yeah. But what if you are going to advise people? What are you going to say they should like? What, are what the I'm car- looking for in a friend. Yes, what, what the characteristics. Yeah, the characteristics. Uh, for me, I'm very big on kindness. Because I feel like a person that can be kind towards you can equally be compassionate and understanding of your own perspective or your own background before they judge you. Because I think it's very normal to judge people. But we tend to judge them based off of our own perspective. So kindness is big for me. A person who is honest and who tries to tell the truth. And I use the word tries because sometimes I may not necessarily want to hear the truth. Sometimes you may not want to tell me the truth. Sometimes the truth might be hard. So tries to tell me the truth. Um, Somebody that I feel like I can be myself with is very big for me too. So um, kindness, honesty, and someone someone that's... um, you can be yourself with. Yes. So, um, for for someone that has actually listened to your pod a lot, actually, how would you? Um, there, there's this thing you 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 keep on. Um, I'll say you always bring up, and that's about. Um, I'm actually surprised you did not you did not put um, you did not say understand boundaries, because um, <laughs> a, a, someone that listens to your podcast you. Um, would know that you are big on boundaries. How how would you yeah. argue that um, boundaries should um, should be put in a friendship, or how do you define them? I would, I would, I would say. It depends on what you define as your boundaries. I wouldn't necessarily boundaries for me is more of an observatory thing. It's not something that we discuss immediately, or because when people are getting to know each other, it's very normal that sometimes they might do something that will upset you. So me um, sticking to my boundaries is me calling those things out and saying, oh, I don't like this. I would rather you don't do this. A very big thing for me is you can't come and visit me without letting me know. I will hear you knocking and I will not answer you. Mm. It's just, it's very big for me because I'm very big on my time, my privacy, my space. But I didn't put it as a thing because it's something I will get to know notice with time with us hanging out with us getting to know each other with us vibing so boundaries are still very big but i think it's a thing that you place while you're getting to know the person but prior to that once kindness is non-existent to you and i look at you you're someone who's like extremely judgmental if i look at you and you seem to be the type that um what's this thing people do where they like they size you up I don't like people that size other people up. 
because it's like there's this there uh no that's a thing too that i cannot stand then people that are compassionate all the other things i mentioned before mm. are mm. things i pay attention to that it makes me want to prolong our relationship or our friendship yeah i understand you the the concept of the concept of boundaries in friendships is always very interesting because um you even though there are boundaries in friendships there are there are um there are parts where you want your friend to push you because like personally i would argue that i prefer um um so-called straight shooters you understand people that will just say listen you're messing up this way or people that will just that even though um that, that wants me to um I don't say be in uncomfortable places or go to uncomfortable places because I would argue that is the places where you are uncomfortable. That's where you grow. You understand? Yeah. And so I would, I would imagine that a friend is meant to help you do that. A friend is meant to push you. A friend is meant to tell you maybe you should try harder at this. What are the steps you propose to, um, to help in, you know, to help to heal toxic traits? what are the steps you propose how do you how do we heal toxic traits okay um because toxic traits are things that you have to heal personally the first step would be acknowledging it because you can't heal what you don't acknowledge so you have to acknowledge it um i equally would say to investigate where it started from what led to that behavior why do you act the way you do that's equally very good because um, once you understand the trait or once you identify it, the next thing will be, why do you do it? And then to notice, okay, what are things that happen that trigger it? Once you can notice that, okay, certain things trigger it for, for you, certain things that might trigger you to get into that or to stop being toxic or to make it very hard. Say, for example, some people find it hard to communicate. And once you investigate, you realize that it's because maybe from a younger age, they were not really encouraged to speak up on things that maybe bothered them. So once someone annoys them, they immediately grow quiet or they grow mute. They don't know how to say, ah, this thing you did. What did you call it? They're not sharpshooters. They don't know how to speak up and say, this thing you did, it pissed me off. I don't like this. I don't respect that. So all of those things... It seems like yeah, and equally being very gentle with yourself while you're healing, because those toxic traits, because you're so used to and they become your default, they become your own natural behavior. Mm. It's very hard to change something that is second nature to you. So identifying it, knowing why, and then knowing how, how or what causes you to get into that um, toxic behavior or to portray those toxic behaviors oh, that's really interesting that's really interesting so you first uh, it's really natural too you understand so you mm-hmm. first you first know the problem first, first sorry you first acknowledge that you have that problem first acknowledge yeah. that you have the problem and then you start you try to investigate why where, where does it come from where does it come from and um what triggers it and what's mm-hmm. the last one? What's the last one? The last one will be what you can do for yourself, what you can do to maybe reduce that or to even catch yourself because healing is not straightforward. Yes. Some days you won't be able to help it. You'll just go into that mode mm. that is toxic. So 
it's really you know the what how can you deal with it and then the how you can deal with it is like it has its own steps to step depending on who you are and what that toxic trait is uh for me now i would say journaling is very very big because journaling helps you identify some of those things journaling 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 is one of yeah. is, is one of is one of the greatest things that humanity has ever come up with i'm serious mm-hmm. it's is mind-blowing it's mind-blowing it's is built it's beautiful um i start i started after i read um this book by um ran holiday uh what is god stillness i think it's for something called something regarding stillness i'm coming let me i want to get the name properly ran holiday i think it's stillness something yes the man normally talks about um stoicism and all this things his stillness is the key his stillness is the key and so because after i finished reading that book that i found out that and it's not only about just reading obviously i started actually writing down things when um when they disturbed me and one thing about journaling is that it's like it's like you having a second brain or not only that it's like you watching your watching your mistakes and watching yes. your thought process um, unfold in front of you you understand because basically journaling is you gisting the rubbish paper what happened to you during your day that's just basically yeah it's basically just you. you taking into account yeah. your day so it's as if you are telling somebody but and nobody right now, there. i think even with journal prompts it's very much easier i, I to be honest with you, I did you hear me yeah, I, I, I'm saying I don't even know what journal prompts are. I just know that me, I have one book that I bought. That... Oh, you should try using journal prompts. They're very good because they make you think even deeper. Like you can do, I think with me now, I was able to identify a lot of my own toxicity by doing um, shadow work. And shadow work is you just taking into account all your bad behaviors. That's really interesting. That's really interesting. Anyway, Sha, for someone like me that just started less than less than four months ago, it's something mm. that it's something that I've yeah, seen. Yeah, take that, your time. Oh, uh, me, me, I'm not rushing. Given that the book that the book that I bought, the, the like for in order for me to start, the story is crazy. In order for me to start, I had, to, I, had I bought this expensive journal. Expensive, it's not <laughs> expensive, oh. You understand? Know, yeah. Twitter, they were fighting about ten k the other day. The thing is around eight k. You understand? And in my mind, I'm like, I'm only writing things that are really important. And so the first time that I sat down, I said, let me write about this thing. bothering me. By the time I removed my hand from the pen, it was like eight pages that have gone. And I'm like, wow. It must have really happening? bothered you. you so since that time, anytime uh, I, just, I just write, and I really, I take, I write when it's something that is really, really bothering me. And it's yeah. brilliant. It's one of the best advice. It probably help you even feel more relieved. Yes. You feel lighter. Yes, yes. It's, it, yes, yes. The, well, see, one of the reasons why journaling helps is that it it derives it, it comes from that same that same chain of thought of um, a problem a problem shared. You understand? A problem shared is a problem that is halved. You, I don't know if you understand. I don't know if you have had a quote like that. Yeah, before. I understand. You know, so that if you share the problem, you have, yeah. If you if you talk to someone about the problem, yeah, in some ways you have started solving the problem. And so, mm-hmm. but the thing about journaling is that you are telling the problem to yourself, 
by it's as yeah. if you are it's as if you are looking at yourself. You understand? You're observing yourself and you're telling it to somebody. It's brilliant. I can't I can't recommend it enough. I still I want to know the steps. You know, the steps we can use to heal toxic traits. The steps to healing. Now you said something um concerning journaling. What other steps do we um can we use for toxic traits to, to heal toxic uh, traits rather? Therapy can be really good. Therapy. Okay, so we have um, journaling and we have therapy. Uh, therapy in Nigeria is, is in Nigeria is, well, <laughs> my, my friends and I were just it's talking not, about we Yeah, I haven't really gotten very good recommendations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's not even about, because I do plan on um, bringing someone to my pod to discuss this. Day. We, are, we, are, we, are, we are looking for we have had some leads here yeah? someone that has the phd in all these things you know to talk about mm. it because concerning therapy in nigeria i read i read somewhere that there are only about 250 uh, certified therapists in nigeria you understand and so we have like we're a population of 222 million people and so and we, are, we still have to deal with like you know stigmatization and all these things so even if you believe yeah that you should go for therapy you don't even have the required uh what is that word you don't have the required um agents the required um professionals to even help yeah, you to deal it. with that and so it's that's true it's 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 a it's a, it's a severe problem it's a severe problem and, and and because not all toxic traits can really be you can't really heal all toxic traits on your own sometimes you need somebody else to guide you it makes it even harder and even reading books books just help you with the awareness aspect they may not necessarily help you with healing yeah yeah i think it's a because it's a personal thing because it's something that people have to do or embark on on their own it's all still very let's say subjective Mm. Uh, it's just it's just interesting it's just interesting I do plan on getting someone to talk about, you know, mental health and. Oh, um, I look for, looking forward to that. I hope you're able to get someone very. Yeah, yeah. That's very informative. Yeah, yeah. It will be hard to get one of those 250 certified people because imagine you mm. can imagine how how expensive it is. My my sister told me this money that is about 40k an hour. Yeah. Is about. It's 40. also not something that the average person can afford. Can afford, yes. You understand, so it's, it's about 40 so it makes hour. it <laughs> even harder for people to get the healing or to get the therapy that they, that, that need. they need. Yeah, wow. wow, so okay, that means right now, we, we well, right now, we what, what, that, what that means is that we should just be singing the praises of um journaling, which, if you leave me, I can keep on talking about for, for months. So, it's journaling, yeah, I think journaling for if you, I think journaling is like therapy for broke people, really. <laughs> if we can say that it helps you to equally micromanage yourself it gives you a perspective that okay this is why you do the things that you do so yeah. journaling is really really yeah. for me i found that it's helped me a lot yeah i would i, I agree to me too journaling is journaling is therapy for broke people i'm going to put that on my instagram anyway so um which other let me look for um a few more questions uh, before we go so so we have spoken about um, friendships. We have spoken about 
toxic traits and the likes. The, la the last, yeah. the last, the last section is um, um, which uncomfortable or um, unpopular opinions do you think that are do you think that are necessary but people are not, uh, but people have not yet is that they don't know or they know but they have not yet understood how serious it is. Which unpopular opinions have you observed that you know? serious what is like, i'm saying i'm giving an example i'm saying that um which unpopular opinions do you have that you think that um that although they are unpopular but you think that they are they are reasonable i don't even understand what i'm trying to say in what sense um you know in the in the show notes you said unpopular opinions that you have that that one of the things we could talk about are unpopular okay opinions. okay okay so am I, am I depending on okay like what you said now you know that there are lots of people that still have that perspective of i can't be friends with somebody who is not earning a certain pay grade yeah that is equally an unpopular opinion some people really believe in that that yes your friends should be able to you know support you or to send you a particular amount of money to sustain their friendship with you mm. As if, as if, I understand, I understand what you're saying. As if uh, the friendship is something that can be bought, that type of yes. um, a price to friendship. It's fascinating. It's fascinating. I, I would imagine that when the ultra business-like people, no, I say I put business-like because I believe that in some sense there should be a distinction between those two, you know, business and friendship. But then all the, the way, you know, there are people that the the way they, the the way they see the world is true. It's true money. It's true money. So yeah. if you are not making money with them or for them, they, are, they don't have anything to do with you, which I think is a very tragic way to to spend this very short time we have on it. But it's something that something that is, that is, that is really interesting. So um, it is. I don't. I don't entirely blame people that are like that because it's also depending on the kind of environment you grew up in. We can't. We can't deny that money is an important factor. Yeah. in a lot of people's lives mm. so if people are using that i might i find it very shallow and myopic especially because a person can have a particular amount of money or so much money and they can lose it all so yeah. what happens when they lose it all that person automatically stops being your friend because they're not making as much as or they're not as buoyant as they used to be yeah or maybe so or for me it's not a very good a very good metric. reason to stay friends with someone yeah yeah that's that, that, that's that's really interesting that's really interesting so um uh, where was your or uh, was it called uh, where, where can people find your work on social media i'm, I'm on social media i'm obviously going to put your the link to your um Spotify. yeah i'm going to put your link to on I'm going to put your okay. the link to your podcast on uh, Mojiko, but where where else can people go to you know get more of your work, your thoughts, all the rest? Uh, you can find me on the Lemonade Society Pod on Instagram, and Anidora. That's my personal Instagram account. You can also follow on Twitter, which mm. is Anidora Ani underscore Dora, but the O is a zero, so D zero A D zero R A. Okay, okay, no problem. Uh, well, Anidara, let me 
Let, let, let me wrap let me wrap this one up thank you for coming on the pod it was okay. just i really no, learned a lot i'm very excited to be here <laughs> i really learned a lot i've okay. been looking forward to it since <laughs> since you mentioned it so it's good that we were able to actually sit down and have a chat yeah it's set at yeah okay okay well take care of yourself i will you too yeah bye all right